0: Hi, everyone. This is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome back, everyone, to the Summer Reading Plan. Today, we're talking about Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. It's not a lot of scripture um, not a lot of verses, and I don't think it'll take very long to talk through what's going on here. But I do think we have a great opportunity to point out a very important Bible study mistake that a lot of us make um, when we read. So let's just say that we've been reading Romans and maybe we missed a couple of days of reading or maybe we overslept. So we're just listening to chapter 10 on the way to work or we're reading the chapter really quickly before we go to bed so that we can check, read my Bible off of our spiritual to-do list. It happens, and it happens to all of us. I'm not trying to shame anyone here for any of those things. I just want to point out something that might happen if we read that way and we're not paying attention. Um, Romans 10 one says brothers my heart's desire and prayer to god for them is that they may be saved who is it that paul is praying might be saved he says my heart's desire and prayer to god is for them that they might be saved so who is he talking about who's the them well of course it's the law uh, um the gent uh, wait who is he talking to I'm sharing this because this is literally what happened to me. Um, I was reading it and then I was like, who is the them that he's even talking about? Um, if we just take this chapter and we read it in solidarity, just stand alone, chapter 10, without at least ref- um, reflecting or referencing what we've been reading, then we might think this is a chapter about the lost. In fact, Romans ten fourteen is a scripture that's used frequently to persuade the church to take the message of the gospel to the lost. And it's not wrong. And I mean, I guess you could you could even say that this is a chapter to the lost, but it's not the lost as we know them today. Um, this chapter is about a specific group of people and it's about the Jews. It's about the children of Israel. When we read the Bible, I would say that most of us, it's our natural instinct to look for ourselves and to look uh, for how something applies to us, to our lives, to our world today, something that's going to make sense in our current circumstance, give us direction or answer our questions. And that's all okay. But that's why we get burnout in our Bible reading, because that way of thinking will leave us frustrated. Because the Bible is not a book about us. It's a book about God. And everything is not going to make sense given our current circumstance. Um, Every now and then we get a glimpse of ourselves. And I'll actually point out one of those glimpses tomorrow. But um, one of the most important things we can do in our study, in our Bible study, is to ask, how does what I'm reading fit into God's big story? Remember our essential question from yesterday? Chapters 9 through 11 are all about Israel and their rejection of Jesus. That makes sense because like 99% of the Old Testament is all about God's covenant relationship with Israel and how they reject him over and over. And then Jesus comes and he says they've gotten some things wrong and Paul is writing these letters and going to these churches and preaching that Jesus is for the Gentiles too so another way we could phrase our essential question for this section might be what happens now for the jews for the jewish people um what chapter 10 tells us is that yes things are really weird for the nation of israel right now but they kind of got themselves into this situation i love how the new living translation reads for verse three it says they the jews don't understand God's way of making people right with Himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. I mean, that's pretty much the root of the problem in a nutshell. In a nutshell, and can it apply to us? Absolutely. Um, do we try to come up with our own ways of getting right with God all the time? So we can learn something about ourselves in this section. But it's secondary to what we learn about God and his plan. And I also want to say here that I've mentioned a lot, the Jews, the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, the children of Israel. And it's um, it's different than we have to remember who Paul's writing to. He's writing to the Jewish nation right after Jesus came at the very beginning of the church Are some of these truths still, um, well, they're all still true, but are they still relevant to the Jewish nation today? Yes, but um, when we say the Jewish nation, we're talking about today, we're talking about a very diverse group of people. There are people in the Jewish nation who are still, who are Christians, who believe that Jesus was the messiah and there are jewish christians who have completely forsake not jewish christians but there are jewish people who have completely forsaken the law and everything and they're just jewish maybe by birth so that's complicated but i wanted to clear that up so um we said that we can learn something about ourselves from this section but it's secondary to what we can learn about god and his plan so Speaking of that, what do we learn about God in this section? Verse 8 says, "What does it," and it's talking about righteousness based on faith, say, it says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. This is a quote from Deuteronomy, and it actually reminds me of another scripture from the Gospel of John. John chapter 1 says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word is God jesus and he dwelt among us and he dwells in us he's near us he's in our mouths when we can when we speak the word when we confess um that he is god and he's in our heart when we believe in him and that's good news for all of us